Welcome to Super Cool Super School, Learning with Second Grade, where we share what we know about the Capitol Hill neighborhood in Washington, D.C. We are Capitol Hill Day School second grade students of 2021. In this podcast, 23 students worked hard to answer a specific question, how does the neighborhood meet the needs and wants of the community? We interviewed people on Capitol Hill to try and learn the answer. As we mentioned in our first episode, the Capitol Hill neighborhood offers a lot of entertainment choices such as restaurants, businesses, and parks that people can feel free to enjoy. You can even go to a National Spaceball game nearby. It's close enough to walk, but it isn't technically on Capitol Hill. In addition to traditional grocery stores, there's a cool market where people can get food and shop for fun things like jewelry, like jewelry. In this first segment, you'll hear from Nate, Ben, Olivia, Simon, and me, Tyler. Hi, my, hi, my name is Nathan. I am eight years old. I live in Washington, D.C. One of the things I like to do in the Capitol neighborhood is play with my friends. Hi, my name is Finn. I'm seven years old. I live in Washington, D.C., a wonderful city. One thing I like doing in the Capitol Hill neighborhood is going to Labyrinth. It has Pokemon, it has Legos, all sorts of games. Hello, my name is Olivia Asari, and I am eight years old. I live in D.C. One thing I like doing in the Capitol Hill neighborhood is climbing in the trees at X Park. Hello, my name is Simon. I am seven and a half years old. I live in Washington, D.C. One thing I like doing in Capitol Hill neighborhood is uh, learning more history. Hi, my name is Tyler. I am seven years old. I live in Capitol Hill. One thing I like doing in the Capitol Hill neighborhood is going to Lincoln Park. During this episode of Super Cool Super School Learning with Second Grade, we are going to explore a couple of commercial buildings on Capitol Hill. Commercial buildings are places where people buy and sell things. First up is Eastern Market. To help to help us learn more about the business, we interviewed Barry Margerson over Zoom on February 23rd. He knows a lot about the market, about the market because he's the manager. He lo- he loves the the peanuts the peanuts that they sell there. We had to ask a very important question right away. My name is Nate, and and my question is: Do you still sell ice cream? Yeah, that's a very important question because ice cream is delicious and I certainly love to eat ice cream. Uh, the answer is yes, we do sell ice cream. We sell it inside the market at Fine Sweet Shop, which would make perfect sense because they sell all kinds of yummy sweets. Um, and, and also 
periodically, depending on our vendor mix, we sometimes sell it outside, but we don't have anybody selling ice cream outside. I mean, clearly, you know, the middle of winter is not the prime time for ice cream, but this summer we don't have anybody slated yet to, to sell ice cream either. Uh, although we would definitely entertain uh, uh, an application. Yeah, we've got our priorities here for topics, right? Yeah. My name's Finn, and have any new shops opened in Eastern Market? Hey, Finn. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and a really pertinent and relevant question for right now. Um, it's not a new shop, but one of our shops has changed hands recently. And so this is really new information. Um, it's Jose Canales, who runs Canales Delicatessen, um, has owned that stand for a very long time. And, um, and he became tired of, of running his stand. He wanted to retire. He wanted to move on and, uh, and do a little bit less instead of running constantly. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So he was running from his delicatessen to his daughter's business to the properties that he owns and so on and so forth. And he wanted to make his life a little bit simpler. And so he sold his business um, to a relative whose name is Marcelo Maturano. And Marcelo's uh, mother and father, whose name are Rosemary and Cornelio, are the ones who mostly operate the stand. Um, but that's, a, that's a, a big change at Eastern Market. It doesn't happen all the time. And then another, and then we have, we do have three new um, farmer type vendors recently. We have Tom Tan, who has um, run a photography stand for many years at Eastern Market, and he got into farming. And so he applied to farm and uh, to, to be a farmer at Eastern Market, and we said yes. And, and then another person came back from about eight years ago, and he does hydroponics, which means that you you grow lettuce in water with nutrients. And, uh, and so you're not growing the lettuce in soil like you would typically, you're growing it indoors in, in very controlled conditions um, in a greenhouse with in water. And so that's a big deal uh, and back at the market. And then we just let a, a new baker in and he's amazing. Uh, and they sell, it's called Panorama, and they sell all different kinds of baked goods, including some really um, sweet uh, baked goods, which are delicious. Rosie? Um. Why are the outdoor tents only opened on weekends? Mm, that's a good question, Rosie. Um, really a lot of, you know, the overarching question here is what are, how, does, how do these different places within Capitol Hill satisfy the needs and wants of Capitol Hill? And there really isn't a, a real strong need for people to come out and sell at their tents on the weekdays, um, people, your parents are at work, you're at school. And so there really isn't anybody who will want to come out and buy 
on the, on the weekdays. On Tuesdays, we do have a farmer's market and it has a lot of business. It's at, it goes from lunchtime to 4 p.m. So people come and they, and they spend lunch at Eastern Market. Um, and then they buy produce to take home. But other than that, there really isn't much need. And so that's the answer to the question. Olivia? Can you tell us more about the outdoor schemes and why you have them? Of course, Olivia, yeah. So the outdoor stands started about probably 40 years ago. And, uh, and it just started with one. And they, somebody wanted to sell some product that he was bringing in from South America. And so it was these cool crafts that he was bringing in from South America and he wanted to sell them outside. And so an arrangement was made and, and some space was rented out for him to, uh, to sell. And, and as time went on, more and more people got interested. Um, and it became a market that was, that's became attached to the farmer's market that, that was existing. And there are uh, several different products that we allow, and they're very specific. Um, we, are, we allow arts and crafts that, that individuals make. We allow um, arts and crafts that are imported from other countries. And then the last product type that we allow is um, that we allow antiques and collectibles and vintage. And what that means is that if you're somebody who really likes to collect something that is old, um, so that might be bookcases and bookshelves, or that might be Star Wars action figures from the 70s and 80s, or that could be just about anything that is, that is old and specific and interesting, then you can apply for Eastern Market and you can come and sell here. And so those are the three specific types of products that, that we allow uh, to be sold outside of the market. And people really love to come and buy them and browse and see what what's new and, and meet up with their friends who they make among the artists and crafters and hear about what they're finding and what they're making new and what they went to another country to buy. And that's a, a sort of exciting and, and beautiful relationship that has grown over the years. Go ahead, Tyler, that's great. Why is Eastern Market named Eastern Market? So this is a really simple naming protocol that markets like Eastern Market used in the past. Um, markets were not like grocery stores. I mean, grocery stores are, somebody runs them and they decide that they're gonna come and they're going to set up in, a per in like a perfect spot. They're like, oh my gosh, there are tons of people who are gonna buy from us if we set up here. And so they go there and they set up. These markets were started by the government. So they were started by the District of Columbia government and all over the country and the world. These, these markets are set up typically by um, you know, city governments. And so Eastern Market was the market that was designated by the city government 
in the eastern part of the city. And there was one in the western part of the city and then the north part of the city and the south and the center. And they all had similar names, you know, Eastern Market, Western Market, Northern Market, Central Market, etc. So that's why it was named that way. Um, it was really a simple way for the public government to uh, to come up with a name for the market. Gary, do any of those others still exist? The Central, um, no. Northern, no. Yeah. So the. Um, there's a market that's over in the western part of the city in Georgetown. Um, it's not, you know, any longer a, a market, but it has the market building. You can see it over there, and um, and it's where Dean and Deluca was. And it was actually going to become a really cool arts and crafts market, and it was going to open up um, last winter. Um, or let's see, yeah, it would have been, it would have been winter of um, 2020 and, um, you know, sort of winter spring type time frame. And it just, it flopped because of COVID. Hi, my name is Simon. What is the most popular project item sold at Eastern Market in the last year has the changed over time? Yeah. Hey, Simon. So we do not know exactly. And the reason is, is that these are all independent businesses and they do not share information about how much they sell of each product. I am going to guess, though, that the sales of masks have increased significantly over the past year. And no one ever sold masks at Eastern Market until COVID-19 came around. So that is the biggest change that has happened recently at Eastern Market, without any doubt. Um, other products change over time. You know, recently we've gotten a lot of people selling old uh, vinyl albums. So that is before compact discs and before iTunes and before Spotify. So it's an old way of listening to music that people have become excited about recently. Um, so that's one of the new things that people have been selling. And they also have been selling um, like the, um, th there are all different kinds of like ways of, you know, hand sanitizers and all different kinds of cleaning supplies that, um, that have come out of the woodwork and the all right. Thanks again, Barry. Absolutely. Hey, have a wonderful day. See you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Barry. Thank you. Thank you. Another business that has a connection to Capitol Hill and is really close to Eastern Market is Hill's Kitchen. The owner of Hill's Kitchen is Leah Daniels. She is an alum of Capitol Hill Day School and a member of the school's board of directors. She loves to collect bobbleheads. Fun fact, she also lives in the neighborhood and she went to Capitol Hill Day School like us when she was younger. We, 
interviewed her over Zoom also on February 19th. Ever wonder how Hell's Kitchen got its name? Keep listening to find out. In this segment, segment you'll hear from Mohan, Asha, and Theo. Hello, my name is Mohan. I am eight years old. I live in Washington, D.C. One thing I like doing in the Capitol Hill neighborhood is going to Garfield Park. Hello, my name is Asha. I am seven years old. I live in WDC. One thing I love, I like doing in this neighbor, in Capitol Hill neighborhood, is going to pole vaulting. Hi, my name is Theo. I'm eight years old and I live on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. One thing I like doing on Capitol Hill is playing football in X Park with either my dad or my friends. Why did you name Hill's Kitchen the way you did? It's actually a really great question. Um, when I had the idea for Hill's Kitchen, I was really struggling with a name, with a location, with how to even find a trade show. I was really at odds with, with the idea. And then my father, my father, who was very straight laced, he's very, he was a judge and he's, he epitomizes that. My father came up with the zingy name of Hill's Kitchen. It is a playoff of the name of a neighborhood in New York City called Hell's Kitchen. And it is a nice twist that it's this little joke about neighborhood names, but we're on Capitol Hill and we're a kitchen store. So this is a kitchen store for Capitol Hill. So it makes sense that it's Hill's Kitchen. But my father gets all the credit for the name. I get none. It's a good question. My name is Asha, and my question is, how many customers come to your store? So that's a question that varies greatly based on day of the week. So... In the store, we're open Tuesdays through Sundays, but I have many, many, many more customers on Saturdays and Sundays than I do during the week. So with a day like yesterday, which was kind of yucky, I only had 14 customers. That's not very many. I would say during a normal weekday, I will have 40 to 50 customers who buy things. And on the weekends, on Saturday, I might have 100, and on Sunday, I might have 80. So it's really a, a variable based on the day of the week. The other contributing factor to how many customers I would have in a day has to do with what season it is. You guys, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Hill's Kitchen during the Christmas season, but it is nuts in the store. There are tons and tons of people. So we might do twice as many, might have twice as many customers in December than I would on a day in February. 
I'm Theo, and did you ever consider opening a different type of store? And what made you decide to sell what you sell? Okay. So when I graduated from college, I ended up getting a job at a bookstore. It's no longer in existence, but it was a bookstore called Riverby Books. And that was at the corner of Fifth and East Capitol Street. And I loved running a bookstore. I thought it was just wonderful. I loved books. I loved talking about history and current events and science and everything that you would read in a book with customers. And I learned how much I loved retail. I didn't think that owning a bookstore would be a good way to make a living in the future, um, especially a used bookstore, but I really loved running a store. So I took that idea of loving running a store and tried to think about what do I like in my everyday world? And I love cooking. If you ask my first grade teacher from Capitol Hill Day School, Annette Alsop, she will say that I always wanted to own a restaurant. So I was, when I was thinking about what type of business to open, I was thinking about what were my interests? What did I love to do? And I loved cooking. And so that's how I got to the idea of a kitchen store. When I was first kind of playing around with the idea, my mother wanted me to open a store that sold fancy olives and olive oil. And I'm able to do that in my store while still selling things to cook with, not just pre-made things. But it changes over, over time what I sell. And that has to do with also what I'm enjoying right now. Always good to see you, Leah. And I know several Great students. To see you guys. Several students said that uh, their parents love to shop at your store. So we certainly hope that all of us will be seeing you sometime soon. I love it. Thanks for your time, Leah. Thanks, guys. Have a great snow day. You too. Well, we hope you enjoy learning about Eastern Market and Hills Kitchen. Next time you want ice cream or need a new pan, come to Capitol to do your shopping. All this talk of food and kitchens making me, making us hungry. So we're going to grab a snack now. Bye. We'd like to thank Barry Morgenson and Leah Daniels for their expertise on commercial buildings and on Capitol Hill. Our teachers, who you sometimes hear in the background, are Anne-Claire Keston, Mr. Dave Shuey, and Lisa Summers. Lisa organizes all of our interviews. Mr. Shuey um, did our music, and Anne-Claire edited, produced this podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Super Cool, Super Cool Learning with Second Grade, and I hope you can join us next time.